What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there yo welcome to the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this where we tell us world views that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically reforming preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the modern the reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne and building right back in here another tuesday super excited as always be coming through your speakers through your earbuds wherever you listen to the bar we're grateful that you are listening and like i do every week i love to start the show by thanking the listeners thank you guys for tuning in to the bar your favorite podcast you guys have been amazing I am just super excited about uh, just things going on with the bar, man. The bar kind of runs by itself. We always stay recorded ahead, and you guys always give me good feedback, and I want to really shout you guys out for that. Also, I want to shout out my brother, Virgil Walker. Um, I don't know when this episode is going to drop, but hopefully it's before G3. And if you hadn't registered, you're going to register and make sure you check us out. We will have a bar podcast network booth there. So come by. You can say hello to some of your favorite bar podcast network podcasts. Uh, So make sure you guys do that. Also, like I do every week, I bring in awesome guests. Uh, This awesome guest, I have to shout out to my representatives at Crossway for uh, helping me connect with um, great men and some women uh, that are doing some awesome things. And I have on today, none other than my brother, Pat. How you doing today? I'm doing well, Dwayne. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. So happy to have you on, you sir. And I would love to uh, start the show. I always like to start the show, but give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to my listeners. Anything okay. you want to share, whether it's personal, professional, you got the floor to do that right here. All right. Well, I am Pat Quinn, and I am currently the Director of Counseling Ministries at University Reformed Church in East Lansing, Michigan. I've been uh, part of this church for probably longer than most of your listeners. Uh, I, I came to this church in the early 70s, so I've been here almost 50 years. Wow. Um, I have served as an elder, a worship leader, uh, sometimes preacher. I'm certainly not one of the regular preachers, but I usually preach about 10 times a year. Um, so I, I moved here from Chicago in 1973, went back to school at Michigan State, got a degree in education, met my wife, Judy, who was also an education major. And I really moved here just to go to this church. Um, I was a very new Christian. And uh, I moved here, uh, like I said, in 73. I did not have a college degree. I didn't have a place to live. I didn't even have a job. I just moved here. 
um, and started coming to the church. And I eventually went back to school, met my wife, got married. <laughs> uh, I taught Bible at a Christian high school for 30 years, which I thoroughly loved. Um, and like I said, I've done various ministries here, music ministry, elder, teacher, preacher. And um, 2009, I came on staff here part-time as the director of counseling ministries. I did that for two years and then came on full-time in 2011. And so I've been counseling people. I counsel a number of people every week. I teach counseling training classes, do some consulting. Um, I have two grown children. My daughter lives next door to us in our (laughs) rental house with their three, with her husband and their three adorable granddaughters. And my son, Neil, is a church plant pastor down in Kalamazoo, and uh, they have four kids. So we have seven grandkids, and that is one of the great joys of life is being a grandparent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a, a, a helicopter <laughs> highlight, highlight reel. I love it. I love it. I, uh, you know, I, I you, you mentioned being there longer than a lot of my listeners. Well, that includes me. I'm a I'm a 82 yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was already, I was already in my 20s, probably 30s, maybe 30s, maybe. Wow, having kids and being a real grown up adult. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Well, I love you know uh, you mentioned moving to the area because of the church. Uh, let's dig into that a little bit. What um, sure. What was kind of your, I guess, prior church background and, and what was the thing that, that drew you to that area? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I was raised uh, north of Chicago. I was raised in a large Catholic family. Mm. So I certainly heard about God my whole life, went to Catholic schools. Um, so I knew about God. Um, I certainly knew who Jesus was, but I, I didn't know the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I went through... Uh, some very different stages. I went through a very religious stage when I was probably middle school and uh, I became very aware that I was very sinful. And, but what I thought I was supposed to do was basically clean up my life. Um, and as you know, Dwayne, that, that doesn't work. Right. Um, I, I tell people I didn't get any better. I just got weirder <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> And, and middle school kids don't need to get any weirder. They're already pretty weird. So right. that was very scary time, very hard time. Um, and then I was converted, but not to Christ. I was converted to the Beatles ah. in 19, <laughs> 1963. And I was hooked on music. And so that became really my, my life for a number of years. Um, started playing in bands and uh, progressively got less and less interested in school, basically flunked out of college at one point, Uh, got myself pretty messed up. Mm. And then in 1972, I, I walked uptown to the, I I lived in a, uh, a town about 20 miles North Chicago. And I went into a bookstore and I was sort of in a searching stage for sure, but I didn't really know what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And I bought three books that day. I bought two books by a man named C.S. Lewis, whom I didn't know anything about. Mm. And I bought one book by a Zen Buddhist. Mm. And to me, they were all just books on religion. Right. But by God's grace, I read Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis first. 
<laughs> and that was a major, a major light started turning on about sin and pride. And even my religiosity had been me trying to do everything myself. And uh, so I was starting to get awakened to the reality of Christ. And then in the providence of God, <clears throat> I, I met a guy that I ended up living with um, north of Chicago, and I worked as a teacher's aide for a couple of years. And we became really good friends. And he had a friend that he had gone to college with who was studying um, at Trinity Seminary north of Chicago. So we started meeting with this guy named Fred. And in retrospect, we were kind of being discipled, but I, I didn't really have any, you know, categories for that. I just thought this guy's a cool guy and stuff. Well, Fred um, kept trying to convince me by the end of that year, like, Pat, why don't you move to Michigan and, you know, come to our church? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I had been in Michigan maybe twice in my life. And my response was like, Fred, why on earth would I move to Michigan? <laughs> So that summer of 73, uh, I got a job as a camp counselor in Michigan, and I left Chicago to go up to that camp, fully expecting to come back to Chicago. I had flunked out of college. I was just going to get a job. But my friend had given me some books, Christian books to read, and one thing led to another. And by the end of that summer, I decided I'm, I'm moving to East Lansing. Now, I did have this, this friend that I had lived with near Chicago. He was going to be going back to school. So I did have a person I could live with. Mm -hmm. I had met a handful of people over that summer from the church. But that's it. Wow. And so, like I said, in 1973, at the end of that camp counseling summer, I packed all my earthly belongings <laughs> in the back of my 1960 Plymouth station wagon and I moved from north of Chicago to East Lansing. I lived at the house of my past, the, the pastor of the church for a couple of weeks, got a minimum wage job, got an apartment with my friends, and basically just started going to church there. Um, so my background was Catholic, turned pagan, uh, converted by C.S. Lewis, and this friend who kind of discipled us. And in 1974, I, I professed my faith in Jesus Christ before the church. And I've, I've been here ever since. Wow. I love that, man. I love that, that progression and uh, the Beatles thing really made me laugh, uh, <laughs> but I totally get it. Yeah. I, I can see how, like you said, that you can be engulfed in that, um, that whole, I guess, movement or whatever. So that's really good. So let's, um, let's talk about this book, um, that, uh, you got yeah. through Crossway, uh, called praying, uh, in public. Yeah. And, uh, I guess this start from the top, man, what, what inspired it? What was the, the purpose yeah. of, of this, this book? I love the title, by the way. Well, one thing I didn't say, Dwayne, was, um, uh, well, I, I mentioned that I got into rock and roll music. Well, I, so when I became a Christian, I was still super, super into music. Mm -hmm. And uh, you remember um, kind of the original Christian rock and roll guy, Larry Norman? Remember yes, that sir. Name? Mm -hmm. Familiar. Well, I bought a record by him, and that was, that was a real conversion, too, because it was like, whoa, you can 
you can play really <laughs> contemporary cool music and right. still be a Christian. I was like, I had no concept of that either. Right. So right. when I, when I came to East Lansing and started going to the church, um, I eventually got pulled into helping with, with the evening service leading cause I played guitar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was a, a valuable commodity. And then through the years, um, I started taking over more worship leading. Uh, so I was, um, when Kevin DeYoung um, came as our senior pastor in about 2004, I was leading worship and uh, he and I became friends. And um, one of the things that Kevin did was he was really interested in worship and he wanted our worship to be really God centered, mm-hmm. God glorifying, really edifying to people and excellent. And so he, he made some changes and one of the things he did was he really wanted us to be to be really preparing good congregational prayers. Right. Every every church prays on Sunday morning, but not every church puts a ton of preparation into how they're going to pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly people put a lot of preparation into preaching and and leading singing and worship and so on. So in about 2010. Um, I started taking more time to actually write out the prayers I would lead the congregation in. And at that time, uh, you know, I, I had a computer and I was just saving them, but I had no mm-hmm. plans on any kind of writing thing. I was just saving them to, <laughs> to save them. Gotcha. In fact, I should, I should mention that I know you're aware of, there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that says, of the making of books, there is no end. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that years ago and thinking, boy, is that ever true? You know, there's a million, <laughs> gazillion books. Why would I ever think about adding to that number? Right. Okay. So I did not have any idea to do that. So anyway, uh, Kevin was here for 13 years. And I, for, through most of that time, I was one of the worship leaders. And during that time, um, it was not unusual, and I'm, I'm, I know it wasn't just me um, that would experience this, but after a service, someone from the congregation might come up and say, uh, do you have a copy of the prayer that you, mm-hmm. you know, led us in? And I, and I usually did, so I could give it to them. Right. So um, flash forward to 2016, um, Kevin had been there a number of years. I was still leading worship, although I was getting kind of the, to the end of my you're doing that. And I started thinking, you know, uh, leading people in prayer is an important part of worship. There's a, there's a history to that, not only in the Bible, but in church history. Right. And I thought, you know, I think my church URC has taken that seriously. And I think we do that well, not just me, but we do that well. And I thought, I wonder if a book on that would be helpful. So in 2016, I, I just wrote an introduction to a book that didn't exist. Mm. I just started <laughs> writing. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty close to the introduction in the actual book, Praying in Public. Wow. And after that, um, various things happened. And that introduction just sat on my shelf for three years. I mean, I just did nothing with it. Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, um, we get a sabbatical every seven years. And I had a 
sabbatical coming for about six weeks. And I thought, well, maybe I should revisit that and see if there's anything in that. So um, our current pastor, Jason Halopoulos, had a literary agent who is the same literary agent as uh, Kevin DeYoung. His name is Andrew Walgamuth. And um, Jason got me in touch with him. So this was the summer of 2019. And I kind of pitched the idea of a book on congregational prayer and probably sent him the introduction I'd written. Excuse me. He was kind of intrigued. He thought, well, this is really interesting idea. You know, he wasn't aware of, you know, many books like that, mm-hmm. but he but wasn't sure whether this was really going to, you know, people were going to be really interested. So one of the things he had me do was he said, Pat, can you try to get some pre-endorsements? So I did, you know, Kevin DeYoung was willing to write one and a number of other people. So anyway, he, um, he took it to his folks at the uh, Walgamuth um, literary people, the uh, agents, and they decided, you know, that, that they would try to help me with it. So um, Andrew helped me go work through the, the writing the book proposal, which as you know, is that's a big thing. It's For like 20 sure. some pages just, just to write the proposal. And um, then he pitched it to eight different publishers. And out of the eight, there were two that were interested. One, I think one was Christian Focus. And the last one was Crossway. And when I heard Crossway was interested, like Crossway is like my favorite publisher. I think they just publish great stuff. Right. So I was thrilled. Um, so that began the process of kind of hooking up with Crossway. And then I had to actually write the book. What I had was mm-hmm. an introduction and a whole bunch of prayers. Mm-hmm. So it was a very kind of deductive process of saying, okay, I've got all these prayers, got the introduction. So what are the principles that I have been sort of unconsciously following to try to do good congregational prayers? Um, and so I came up originally with 10. And then I, when I started writing, I whittled it down to, to seven. So um, I wrote the book, Praying in Public. That was Crossway's title. I had a different title. And um, signed a contract and then, you know, just went through the process. Uh, some editing, there wasn't a whole lot, which I was very grateful for. The editor at Crossway was very helpful. And uh, it's just a really long process. So from 2019 to when I, when I first started proposing the book and then 2000, probably 1920 is when I wrote it. And now it's going to be officially released July 27, 2021. Nice. So long process. I mean, if you go all the way back, it goes back to 2010. <laughs> if you go kind of back, it goes back to 2016. And, and that's been three, uh, that's, that's been five years. So. Got it. Wow. That is awesome, man. I, I appreciate <clears throat> you sharing that step. Uh, those steps, I guess, uh, to, to get to where uh, you actually have a book out, man. And um, mm-hmm. like I said, shout out to Crossway. They sent me a copy already. Um, so, uh, if you listen to this, this is probably going to be after the release date. And so we'll have links in the show notes where you can pick this, uh, book up and, um, as well as, uh, links to, to you, Pat, so that they can find you and follow you and all of that good stuff. So right here, I'll be on, I'll be on Amazon and all those good things. There you go. 
amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have the the links in the show notes. So right here, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, friends. This is Jacob, host of the Broken Bones podcast, where we rejoice in the redemptive work of Jesus Christ and proclaim the gospel. I hope you will join us as we study God's word, as we address current issues inside and outside of the church from a biblical worldview, and as we better prepare ourselves to be able to share the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. All right, we're back in here with my good friend, Pat. Man, Pat, this is the side of the show where I call the fun side of the show, which is all fun to me. But uh, these are the bar signature questions. These are three questions that I ask all of my guests, no matter who they are. And so the first bar signature question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Well, um, I, I really grew up on good old rock and roll, 60s, 70s and stuff. So I, I still like that. Um, I would say my favorite music musicians right now are the Getty, mm-hmm. um, even Kristen Getty one, because they just write beautiful music and, and two, because they, they enlist like amazing other songwriters and musicians. And so there's a combination of, um, wonderful gospel centered lyrics really catchy music. I love Irish music because I'm kind of, I have some Irish in my background and so they're, they're very Celtic sounding and there's just such excellence. So I, I could probably just listen <clears throat> to, to the Gettys. I still like, you know, sort of classic rock and, and, and a lot of the oldies from the sixties and seventies. Um, and I like some other Christian songwriters. I was always a huge fan of Michael Card. I thought he wrote really, wonderful Christian music. Andrew Peterson's great. Um, the folks at, um, Oh, what are they called? Indelible grace, sovereign grace, Bob yes. Coughlin people like that. I love those guys too. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Next signature bar question. What book or books are you currently reading? Okay. I am reading, um, I'm reading a counseling book called Building Bridges, which is about counseling teens and children. I am rereading um, a couple old counseling books. I just finished a book by Philip somebody on um, kind of identity politics. I forget what it was called, American Awakening. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about buying Body Balcom's book, Fault Lines, on, on a similar topic. Do it. Um, <laughs> what's that? I said, yes, buy that book. It's, it's phenomenal. Okay. I, that's, a good, that's a good recommendation. I'm, I've been really, I'll probably 
order it today because I've been really, really wanting to hear from someone like him on this whole thing. So um, anything else I'm reading? Hmm. I, I tend to, I tend to read a lot of Christian literature, biblical stuff, uh, theology. Obviously I read a lot of counseling stuff. I'm probably someone who rereads things more than most people. If something's really, really helpful to me, I often go back and reread things. So I've been rereading a couple books by David Powelson, counselor, who has uh, just helped me Im- immensely. So those are some things I'm reading right now. I finished uh, Herman Bovink's uh, The Wonderful Works of God, a Systematic Theology, written in the early 20th century a while back. I read John Piper's Providence, which is a huge book uh, a while back. So cool. Give you a little bit of range. All right. And last signature bar question. What podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any? Well, I I don't listen to podcasts, but I really like you, Dwayne. I'm going to start listening <laughs> to you. Well, I appreciate that, sir. <laughs> no, this has been really fun. I didn't know about your podcast, actually. Gotcha. Um, sermons. I love John Piper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Tim Keller a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a preacher I heard at a conference, H.B. Charles. Oh, yeah. I haven't listened to him on, you know, just on online or something, but I was blown away when he preached at the, I think it was the Together for the Gospel a couple of years ago. Yeah, HB's um, phenomenal. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, my son is a good preacher. He's a uh, he, PCA pastor down in uh, Kalamazoo, and nice. I enjoy listening to him too. He's a he's a good, solid Bible expositor. Um, so, those would be some people. Okay, good deal, man. Might have to get your son on my show. I do what I call a local pastor spotlight, so uh, we may be able to bring him on as well. That'd right, be cool. It'd be great. Yep, good deal. All right, sir. Well, the end of the show always kind of give my uh my guests an opportunity to close this out uh with any words of encouragement, uh any announcements or anything you want to leave with the listeners before we get out of here. Hmm. I I I'm not gonna say anything that people don't already know, but um I will just say that Jesus Christ is precious beyond imagination. He changes everything when you embrace him in faith and there is no one like him. And so I just commend him to your listeners. I commend the gospel of grace. Um, Grace is the most precious word in the English language to me. Um, And so I commend people to Christ and to, to lean into and press and push into the gospel of grace and fall in love with Jesus and, and and then pray for opportunities to make him known to others. I think that's I think that's our goal is to know Christ and make him known. Yes, sir. Amen to that. All right, sir. Again, it was a pleasure to have you on the show and uh definitely enjoyed it. Uh make sure you guys check the show notes for the links to the new book and make sure you guys uh check out everything we got going on at the bar podcast. Go to the barpodcast.com for your favorite podcast every Tuesday. Also, go to thebarpodcast.com, click on the network tab to click, check out all the podcasts in the Bar Podcast Network. 
And we still got merch. If you want to go to the bargear.com, rip your favorite podcast. We actually got some new stuff I'm about to add to the show. So, I mean, add to the store. So make sure you guys check that out. And until next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.